Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Command Zone. This is a very special podcast because we are revealing the brand new Riders of Rohan, Lord of the Rings pre-con. That was a horse going... That was a horse? You knew. You saw... <laughs> <laughs> this is a Jess guy, humans deck, uh, So, and we're excited to reveal it. But I'm your host, Rachel Weeks. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Hopefully you missed me. I haven't been on in a bit. Yeah, welcome back. Just in time to mispronounce all the names from Lord of the Rings and get yelled out for it. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, the Lord of the Rings set looks awesome. Oh, I'm obsessed. I yeah. want every single one. Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan? Yeah, I mean, I grew up on the movies, and like whenever I need something on, it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I grew up reading the books over and over again, uh, but back then I was before the movies, which is why I still mispronounce things, because right, yeah. you just, you know, you just, yeah, we just yeah. called it things, and then the movies came out, and they were, yeah, you know. I can't change what my voice wants to pronounce it as. Anyway, before we get into it, and this very, we're going to reveal the whole deck. Yeah. Uh, all the new cards. There are 20. It is pretty cool. But before we get into it, of course, we got to talk about our sponsors. If you want to, you can pre-order right now mm -hmm. this deck. Or maybe you want to get a collector's booster box. Maybe you want to try and get the 1-1 one, one ring. You can do all of that at cardkingdom.com slash command. I was just on their site. Uh, and you can pre-order all of the Lord of the Rings stuff right now. There's a million really cool cards. I, I really just want the cards creatures. because of the creature, because of the you know the nostalgia of the characters yes. and everything like that. But also, then I want all other copies for my actual decks. Yep. Uh, you're magic players. You're gonna buy magic cards. Go to cardkingdom.com/slash/command, and that is the best place to order all that stuff. And we always say. Card Kingdom is a great place to do those big orders of a lot of stuff all at once because it is going to come all in one package. So you get all the singles that you want, you get your sealed products, and it just comes from one vendor and it makes it very convenient and easy. Yeah, and once those cards are in your hand, you're going to want to protect them. Go to ultrapro.com slash command to support the show and pick up some of the highest quality magic accessories in the biz. They've got some brand new Lord of the Rings stuff. It's the we're, we're oh, yeah, we have the playmats in front of us. This is Aragorn. This is not the one in here, but it's an it's Aragorn. An Aragorn. This yeah. is the Aowen that's is on that this Aowen. desk. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, They've got sweet ones of Sauron and Mount Doom. The soul. I, I don't. I don't know if they have the soul ring art, but I love the new soul ring art, so I so hope they do. Cool. They, they they obviously did a ton of playmats for this set because there are so many cool pieces of art. And yeah, 
I every just, new every card printed in this set reprint or not has lord of the rings art yep. so there is more art in this set than in many 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 sets previous. maybe ever yeah maybe ever <laughs> i mean they printed tons of cards in this yeah so if you want sleeves deck boxes play mats with that stuff on it mm-hmm. oldpro.com yep. slash command support the show and pick up some cool stuff and of course, the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. All kinds of cool perks for our patrons. You get to talk with Rachel, Jimmy, myself, the rest of the team on our Discord. We're on there each and every day. We also play spell table games with our patrons. And also you get game nights and extra turns earlier than the general mm -hmm. public. Also, you just get to support the content that you enjoy, which we really appreciate. Again, patreon.com slash command zone. And uh, another perk is that we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated, dedicated to, to Caleb Doucette. Thanks, Caleb. Caleb. You rock. You rock. That's right. All right. Let's get into it. Let's reveal this deck. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. This is the Riders of Rohan deck. Yep. It is a Jeskai deck. It's blue, red, and white. And it has... We're going to be covering just all of the new cards in the in the in the box. We're not going to be doing any card evaluations. We're just going to introduce you to the new magic cards. Yeah, and we're also going to talk about the reprints, uh, talk about the value of those reprints, and then, of course, go through sort of the stats breakdown of deck and everything like we always do. So I know everybody's raring to go as far as looking at the new cards, so mm -hmm. let's start off, why don't we, with uh, the lead singer, we like to say. Mm -hmm. She's on the front of the box. It is Eowyn Shield Maiden. Sweet art on this one, by the way. It's so good. It's so cool. All right. It's two blue, red, white. So five mana total for a 5-4 legendary creature, Human Knight. She has First Strike. And it says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, if another human entered the battlefield under your control this turn, create two 2-2 two, two red Human Knight creature tokens with Trample and Haste. Then, if you control six or more humans, draw a card. So as you ha as you said, it is a human tribal yes. theme here. Yeah, this is a humans deck, and Aowen is a great lead singer for it. Five four is huge. Yeah, and you just get two free two twos with haste. They're attacking now. <laughs> now. Oh geez, ouch! <laughs> and she's got card draw. It's everything you want. Yeah, I love this. It feels aggressive. It feels valuey. It's uh, it it could be tribal, but humans just goes in so many different directions. It's very cool. Uh, the second uh, optional commander for this deck is Aragorn, King of Gondor. One blue, red, white, so four mana altogether for a 4-4 four, four human noble. He's got Vigilance and Lifelink, and when he enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. Makes sense. He's the king. And then it says, whenever Aragorn attacks, up to one target creature can't block this turn. If you're the monarch, creatures can't block this turn. Wow. So if you, as long as you're the monarch, just your opponents cannot block. Can't block. Jeez, so that's they scary. have to take the monarch from you, that's or scary. you are so terrified. I don't know if I like them having to take the monarch from me, but also, but like it's flavor wise, very cool. Minimally, this card is just un un like can't. Oh, up to one target creature can't block. Yeah. This so turn. okay, choose a creature yeah. You choose a creature. Block. But yeah. I mean that's pretty good. It's a four-four lifelink vigilance. It's very it's aggressive and defensive, which is what you want in a monarch deck. Plus he's wearing a pretty crown. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I got lost in Aragorn's eyes. <laughs> he's way too good looking. Um, he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole thing. 
That's Aragorn's whole thing. When I was a kid reading the books, it wasn't a part of it that I really concentrated on. But now He's I'm like, geez, that's a good looking guy. He's too pretty to be the Strider. He's the king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are the two legendary creatures that can uh, be the commander of the deck out of the box. Mm-hmm. And then there are 18 other new cards. Again, we're going to do a budget uh, upgrade guide for this deck at a later point. So we're not going to do card evaluation here. We're just going to let you know what the cards are. Mm-hmm. All right. Are these alphabetical? I think they, they are. are. All right. So the first one is Archivist of Gondor. It is a 2-3 human advisor for two and a blue. When, you c- when your commander deals combat damage to a player, if there is no monarch, you become the monarch. And then at the beginning of the monarch's end step, that player draws a card. Oh, it's a super monarch. Wow. It doubles the monarch. It doubles the monarch. That's awesome. This is cool. Okay. I uh, all right. Uh, so it looks like we've got a monarch theme. It's a human as well. Uh, the next one is a legendary creature. It's Baragond of the Guard. Three in a white for a legendary human soldier. He's a three three, and it says whenever Baragond or another human enters the battlefield under your control, creatures you control get plus one plus one and gain vigilance until end of turn. Wow. So if you make a, you know, if two ent- humans enter the oh battlefield with your commander, everything gets plus two plus two. Oh, wow. And this is a human. This is a human. So it triggers when Baragond enters and then when any other human enters the battlefield as well. So with Eowyn, you go boom. Yeah. Everything gets plus one, plus one. Then make two, two knights. Humans. Everything gets plus two, plus two. Yeah. So Eowyn's smacking for eight. Three. And you got <laughs> two, four, four knights. It's pretty good. With trample? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, the next one is everybody's favorite, Boromir, Gondor's Hope. Two, a white and a blue for a 3-4, legendary creature, human warrior. Whenever Boromir enters the battlefield or attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a human or artifact card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Mm. So it is card advantage, card draw, card selection. Mm-hmm. Um for artifacts and humans. Interesting. Looking at the top six is a lot. Because he's looking for either an ally or the one or ring. Or the ring. Yeah. Yeah, either one, he, cool. A friend or the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeking a ring for the end of the world. <laughs> uh, this next card is awesome. It's Call for Aid. Oh, like God, the, the beacons are aid. lit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is way too fun. This set is so cool. <laughs> It's four and a red for a sorcery, and it says gain control of all creatures target opponent controls until end of turn. Untap those creatures, they gain haste until end of turn. You can't attack that player this turn, oh. and you can't sacrifice those creatures this turn. Oh, because you're calling for help. They can only help you. For help. You can't hurt them. You can't sacrifice these allies. It's so funny that you could. <laughs> Gondor calls for aid. It's great. And steal all their stuff and attack so it's the bad a, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's an insurrection for one player. Yeah, that you can't hit them with. So it's not good at the end of the game, but it's cool in the beginning. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it could still be good at the end. It just takes their blockers. That's true. It's not as That's good, true. but yeah. All right, cool. Uh, it's hard not to evaluate cards. I know, I'm, I'm like, so bite cool. your tongue, Lee Kwai. <laughs> so cool. But we have 20 cards to get through. We'll never get through them. <laughs> the next one is Champions of Minas Tirith. It's five and a white for a four-six human soldier. Whenever Champions of Minas Tirith enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. I am loving the fact that they're adding a bunch of new monarch cards. Monarch is one of the best things that's ever happened to Commander. It's so fun. So ETB, you become the monarch. And then at the beginning of combat on each opponent's turn, if you're the monarch, that opponent may pay X, where X is the number of cards in your hand. If they don't, 
they can't attack you this combat. So they can't even steal the monarch unless they pay the amount of mana equal to the number of cards in your hand. So you have to pay like five or six. 27 if it's against me. I I hate to tell you. You are not (laughs) attacked. That's and then you're so, going to get to keep the monarch. That's so sweet. Oh, I actually like that card a lot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next one is the Crown of Gondor. This is three mana, three mana for a legendary artifact equipment. It says equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each creature you control. And when a legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, if there's no monarch, you become the monarch. Uh, it has equipped four. This ability costs three less to cast uh, three less to activate if you're the monarch. So if you're the king, it's easy to wear the crown, but it's harder if you're not if the you're king. If you're not the yet. king, yet. yeah, cool. Then you have to take it, and it costs more. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. You play it. It doesn't. Politics you don't become the expensive. monarch. No, you have to have a legendary follow it up because the crown doesn't make you the king, Josh. Oh right. It's well, the it legendary. Does, but it has to have somebody to make the king. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I sort of get it. All right. The next one is Denethor, Stone Seer. It's one in a blue for a one three. Yeah, Denethor looking into the Palantir here. One of the Palantir. Mm. Um, sorry, one in a blue for a one three human noble. When Denethor enters the battlefield, scry two. You look into the Palantir, mm-hmm. you can see the future, I suppose. Then three and a red and tap Denethor as an activated ability. Sacrifice Denethor. Ooh. Target player becomes the monarch. Denethor deals three damage to any target. Okay, so he makes somebody else the king. I mean, you can target yourself. Yeah. And still deal three damage to any target. So it puts the monarch into play and shoots them to something. Yeah. Or someone. Wow, okay, interesting. But this is technically an is it commander, right? This yes. is yeah. Or a uh, Prismari commander, sorry. Ooh, depending <laughs> on where you're from. Or, you know, when you got into magic. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is Aomer, king of Rohan. Three, a red and a white for a legendary human noble. He's a 2-2 with double strike. So a five mana 2-2 with double strike. Wait. Uh, when Aomer enters the battlefield, no, Aomer enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each other human you control. Okay. Cool, so he could be big. And when Aomer enters the battlefield, target player becomes the monarch, and Aomer deals damage equal to its power to any target. Oh, wow. So if you have like four humans, this comes in and shoots something for six. And, and it's still it's around. A six, and it's a, double strike? Yeah. Jeez. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I really like this theme they've got with the crown and this, where like as a ruler, your power is tied to the more pe- amount of people that support you, kind right, of, yeah. right? That's very that cool. people love you. Yeah, that's very cool. I like it. I also like that... I'm sorry about the tangent. I it's know okay. you want new cards, but we are clearly taking place at a particular point in time in the story, yes. right? Aragorn's already king. Aomer's already king. Right. So this we is, are... This is post-war. Yes. Uh, this post-war is like Ring. Eowyn has already done the good deeds she's already said i am no man spoiler alert or i am no living man <laughs> i forget the book quote but in the movie it's better yeah okay uh all right here's the one i always mispronounce it's faramir how do you but, say it faramir because sure. when i was a kid yeah you know, but it's supposed it's, I, i've been told it's faramir steward uh-huh. of gondor how do you say it <laughs> yeah faramir i don't, I don't know. know yeah there's four of them just kidding faramir i think that's right whatever one a white and a blue for a two-two human noble Whenever a legendary creature with mana value four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, you become the monarch. Whenever a legendary creature with mana value four or greater, so 
uh, it wouldn't count itself, but I guess no. it wouldn't because it wouldn't be on the battlefield. Yeah. But oh, so you can steal the monarch without attacking as long as you have yeah, a lot of legends. As long as you cast a legend and then you become the king. Cool. And That's then cool. at the beginning of your end step, if you're the monarch, create two one one white human soldier creature. Wow. Characters. Okay. What it makes two humans? This deck can make so many humans. This way, Aowen uh, can just or Aomer can just one shot somebody. It seems like. All right. Uh, this next one is fealty to the realm, uh, four and a blue for an enchantment aura enchant creature. When fealty to the realm enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. The monarch controls enchanted creature. Enchanted creature attacks each combat a fable and can't attack you. <laughs> So you tie one creature to the crown and he is loyal to whoever is the monarch. So if you lose the monarch, that new player gets control of the creature, but, yeah, it, still but, it, can't can't, but it still can't attack you. <laughs> That's cool. So it makes the monarch like a lot of these are just making the monarch even better. Yeah. It feels like you, if you get a creature plus the monarch, you want to steal the monarch. You really want bad. Yeah. You have to but, like, now you're willing to make a bad attack maybe to, yeah. to get no, those it's, it's not the worst thing for you because it can attack you, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't put it on a utility creature. Yeah. All right. The next one is fourth Aerolingus. It is like go forth or yeah. call forth. Fourth. Yeah. I didn't say it right. I should have yelled it. Fourth, anyway. the, it's the fourth Aerolingus. <laughs> there were three others, but those are in different decks. Yeah. It, Okay, fourth Aerolingus. There, <laughs> there you go. Did yeah, you gotta it? say right. it that way. Blew out the mic. It's a all right. A Reddit and a white. Plus, <laughs> sorry, man, I'm losing it because of Lord of the Rings. Red, white, and X sorcery. Create X two two red human knight creature tokens with trample and haste. Whoa. And haste. Whoa. Oh snap! I didn't see the haste at the end. And trample. I guess trample doesn't matter, matter too much on a two two. Anyway. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to one or more players this turn. You become the monarch. Ooh, it's a sorcery that puts the monarch into play. Interesting. Sort of. And they have haste. So you're definitely That's like playing it, rate. attacking it, and then becoming the monarch. Is the hope, yeah. That's a great rate for tutus with haste. Yeah. Like white, red, X. It's a really good rate. Yeah. And yeah, you don't even have to hit the monarch with this. You just will become the monarch as long as you hit a hit player with, one, with, yeah. with a creature you control. It doesn't even have to be with those knights. Okay. Cool. All right, the next one is a legendary creature. It's Gilrain, Dunedain Protector. Dunedain. Dunedain. The Dunedain that are long-lived humans, like Sorry. Aragorn is a Dunedain. Uh, Gil Gilrain, Dunedain Protector. That's one thing I know about Lord of the Rings. Tuna White for a human noble. She's a 2-3, and she's an activated ability that says to tap. Exile another target creature you control. You may return that creature... Whoa, you may return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. You may. It, if you don't, at the beginning of the next end step, return that creature to the battlefield under its owner's control with a vigilance counter and a lifelink counter on it. So you could blink it now, or you could blink it later, and it has vigilance and lifelink. Right, nice. And you could also blink your opponent's creature to kind of yeah. keep it away for longer, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You control. Oh, it's you Exile control. another oh. creature you control. Okay. So either you get vigilance and lifelink and a longer term investment, or yeah. you get it back right now and just get the ETB or whatever. Still pretty cool. You can yeah. put you can put lifelink on some creatures that are not supposed to have lifelink. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. On a two and tap ability? Yeah. All right. The next one is our good friend Gimli of the Glittering Caves and my axe. He's holding his axe. He's so sparkly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cost two and a red. <laughs> For a 1-1 one, one dwarf warrior with double strike. Whenever another legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Gimli. 
Whenever Gimli deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token. Ooh, and he has double strike. So if he connects, he makes two. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's cool. Yeah. Gimli good. I mean, it's a three-mana one-one. You do have to play other legendary creatures, but if you play one or yeah. two, he'll get big he'll enough get that he's bigger. hard to block. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, the next one is Gray Host Reinforcements. This is three in a white for a spirit soldier. It is a 1-1 with flying and ward three. Four mana 1-1. Uh, when Greyhost Reinforcements enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. Put a number of plus one, plus one counters on Greyhost Reinforcement equal to the number of creature cards exiled this way. There's not really a 1-1. Got it. That's pretty good. <laughs> so if you hit three, this is a four mana, four, four, flying ward three. Well, Ooh. and it exiled their graveyard, yeah, which is just right? worth doing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. All right. Hmm. Uh, Nark Captain. Nailed it. Sounds right to me. I don't think that's right, but okay. Three in a white for a three-one human soldier with first strike. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you how you'd say it in a second, Rachel. Hold on. Yeah. Whenever Lossernark captain or another human enters the battlefield under your control, tap target creature in opponent controls. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a one-one white human so- soldier creature token. Ooh. Oh, this is so yeah. So it's gonna open up attacks, and of course you're gonna automatically tap down one thing. Right. Because on your upkeep, you'll created that human which will trigger the captain and then uh you can tap down a thing but then if you played other humans you had aowen let's say yeah. got two this would turn on aowen get the two knights tap down two more things three things tapped you pretty much attack anybody as this much as you want has no def like it, if you have a defense <laughs> it ain't gonna be blocking no, yeah it is not you better have a ghostly prison or you're getting hit how do you pronounce it uh I think Lossernock, right? Lossernock. Lo- <laughs> Loser knack? I think I said Lossernock. Yeah. Lossernock. Lossernock. That sounds I right. I think. Captain. Cool. I like that card. Okay. Uh, the next one is Oath of Errol. Errol. Three red white. <laughs> you had no problem with Errolingus. Errol. <laughs> it's not Earl, but it looks like it should be. <laughs> It's Aeoral. Uh, three, three red and a white for a saga. The first chapter says create two one one white human soldier creature tokens. Second chapter is create two 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 red human knight creature tokens with trample and haste. And the third one is put an indestructible counter on up to one target human and you become the monarch. So you make little guys, you make medium guys, and then indestructible then and the awesome. king. Yeah, then you crown nice. the king, yeah. Because once you have an army, you can just choose who's the king. Yeah, you have four guys. You're the king now. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, all right, the the next one is, oh, this is the name of the deck. It's Riders of Rohan. Mm, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's three, a red, and a white for a 4-4 four, four human knight. When Riders of Rohan enters the battlefield, create two 2-2 two, two red human knight creature tokens with trample and haste. Mm-hmm. That's nice, because otherwise it would just be Rider of Rohan. Yeah, it had riders. to make extra, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but it has dash for four, uh, a red and a white. Cool. So that means you may cast this spell for its dash cost. If you do, it gains haste, and it's returned uh, from the battlefield to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So that allows you That's to sort it. of reuse this to keep getting the two twos. Yeah. yeah, so it's a great blink target, but it's also, you can just dash it on its own if you don't have anything else in your hand. That's that's pretty sweet card. Plus, if you dash it, it is kind of like eight damage out of nowhere. Yeah, Three crazy. humans, two which could of tro- trigger your other stuff like that. Yeah, if you cast so if you cast Aowen on five, you cast that on six to dash it, you get 
three humans entering the battlefield there, then Eowyn makes two more. And if you have Baragon of the have, Guard, they all get like plus five, plus five or something. <laughs> I mean, Magical Christmas man, Land, but, but still. Cool. Uh, this next card is sweet. I'm so excited. Uh, Taunt from the Rampart. Three red, white for a sorcery. It's goad all creatures your opponents control. Until your next turn, those creatures can't block. Ooh. So, so the thing with the with disrupt mm-hmm. decorum is if you go first, you're usually like, uh, I have to make bad attacks, but you also get hit the most. So getting goaded first is awful. But now it doesn't matter when you're goaded. Nobody's, Everybody's blocking. So you, you kind of force your opponents to really hurt each other. But also yeah. you can now attack that same turn. Yeah. So you goad. They can't block. Smash with your whole team because nobody can attack you. And then they all have to hit each other in Camp Lock. Yeah. That's a mess. That is a that's mess. That's so cool. Yeah, that's all. It's, it seems quite a bit better than Disrupt Decorum. Obviously, it costs us one more, but yeah. still. Yeah. All right, that was all 20 of the new cards from this deck. A lot of really cool stuff in it. Really a lot of cool, cool flavor, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are going to get into the reprint value breakdown. But first, a few words from our sponsors. <laughs> The paper totally made it off the table with no problems. It did. And it was never in question. I didn't question it. Mm-hmm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, everyone. We are super excited to announce that we are now sponsored by Architect. Architect is the perfect place to build and store decks online, whether you want to build from scratch or catalog your collection. Everything is easy and intuitive. It's got the same feeling as when you sit at the table with your cards laid out right in front of you. Then, once your deck is done and ready to go, their built-in playtester is a great tool to make sure your brews work as intended. And now that Architect has partnered with EDH Rec, they have all the resources and data they need to really refine and perfect the platform. So even if you've tried Architect in the past, it's definitely worth taking a new look right now. Just go to Architect.com and start brewing on the best deck builder out there. That's A-R-C-H-I-D-E-K-T.com. All right, we are back. We are talking about the brand new Riders of Rohan deck from the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth set coming mm-hmm. to Magic the Gathering LGSs everywhere very, very soon. We've gone through with the 20 new cards. Really, really cool. A lot of Lord of the Rings flavor. We mentioned this earlier in uh, the broadcast, Rachel, but mm-hmm. it's worth noting again, which is similar to the Warhammer decks. Every single piece of artwork on every card, including the reprints, is Lord of the Rings themed. It mm-hmm. hasn't existed before, um, maybe with the exception of the stuff that's also in the main Lord of the Rings set. But yeah. like, if they redid, for instance, Evolving Wilds or something, they're going to redo it with 
Lord of the Rings artwork. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. These uh, all the cards from these commander decks, you know, will be. I'm, I'm going to call it unique, but you know what I mean. Versions of the card, that never have, before seen versions. Yeah. We're not getting you know the same old art that we've seen time and time again. It's in a special new world. Yeah, so that's very exciting uh, because I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warhammer, the set was awesome, but I'm not as big of a Warhammer fan, so maybe yeah. that's why, why I wasn't excited. Okay, let's talk about the deck stats for this deck before we break down the reprint value, which we're about mm-hmm. to get to. Um, we always break it down just so we can see like. Does this deck feel like it's going to play well out of the box? And, you know, it starts to give you clues about what you might want to add or take away from the deck to kind of tune it up if that's mm-hmm. what you're aiming to do. So, okay, it's time for... Stats. Stats. All right, so ramp cards, there are nine. Okay. Slightly low these days, but still good. Right around 10 is what we want. Card draw, there is 12 to 13. No, 12.13. 12.13. Why is it? does it say that, Josh? It's because there's a lot of cards that put the Monarch into play. Oh, uh, so how do you count a Monarch? You, you went to the decimal point? Though? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, Josh. This we is- are scientifically exact here on the Command Zone, everybody. I thought, it was be- I thought that was supposed to be a dash. It was between 12 nope. and 13. No. 12.13, which also means between 12 and 13. <laughs> it is uh, interesting, though, because all the Monarch cards, how do you count those as card draw? You did the stats yes. breakdown. How did you count them? Um, I, I counted each Monarch card to be a third, where uh-huh. it's like, if it enters the battlefield and gives you the Monarch, it doesn't really do anything if you're already the Monarch. There's some that's like, if Monarch doesn't exist cards. Yeah. Uh, there's many that just give you the Monarch when it enters, and but that does give you a card and gives you the opportunity to defend to, your, the Yeah, you get multiple card cards draw. off of it. So it, it's like an opportunity for yeah. card draw. So I, I didn't give it quite half a, a point, but... It seems close. about right to yeah. me, and I think we talk about this a lot uh, in the old days, which is people will be like, well, do you count this as card draw or not? And mm-hmm. it's not a yes or no question all the time. It's some. Yeah. This deck has enough card draw is what this yes. means. And the nuance between does it have 12 or 15 cards is not as important, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, targeted interaction. This number is crazy. There's 14. a lot. Yeah. 14. <laughs> Not not 1.4, but 14. There's a lot of cards that just deal damage to stuff, yeah. which usually will pick off a creature. So those are counted in this number. But still, 14 is a huge amount to interact with your opponents, especially if you're like an aggro deck and are trying to punch through. Yeah, like Aomar is a 187 creature, yes. right? So. Yeah, I would consider that interaction. Uh, and then board wipes, there are 2.5. Yes. What's the point five? Uh, I believe that's Taunt from the Ramparts, ah. which is goads. It just makes the creatures not your problem. Right. Like, I'm not going to call it a board wipe because it's not, but it gives you this thing that it's a board wipe something wants. something of an answer temporarily to all creatures. Right. A little bit. So it's some. Gotcha. Uh, and then there are 38 lands, which seems a little high, but... A little high. It's pretty typical for what we've seen out of pre-cons recently. Yeah. Yeah, and with nine ramp cards, I'd say you'd want a higher land count. If that number was 12 mm-hmm. or 13, maybe we want more like 36, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next section here says tokens, anthems, and evasion. Yeah, these are more specific to what the deck actually does. These are the cards that support the mechanics of this human deck. And they, yeah, there's 10 cards that make tokens, so just make more humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 11 anthems, which turn all of your, your tutus with trample into very real threats. There's 11 cards that sort of pump your team. Pump your team. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So it's a, it's a very go wide deck. Uh, I mean, I like, this is why we do this in the stats breakdown, because I like how that tells a very specific story. It's very clean what this deck wants to do. Right. Yeah. 
Um, it, I think this deck has a very clear plan where it's make a lot of humans, make them very big, and make it so your Charge. opponents can't block. And say, now for wrath, now for ruin. Yeah, exactly. Uh. The, it's a human swarm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is... <laughs> Uh, and there's four things that give evasion somehow. Uh, there's a number of things. Like I counted Taunt from the Ramparts right. where Makes, like your whole board can't block. Can't block. Yeah. There's a number of cards that are like that. So sort of four ways to sort of sneak in damage. Yes. Got it. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the overall deck contents look like this. There are 20 new cards. There are four main set cards. Mm -hmm. So four cards from the Lord of the Rings main set, draft booster boxes type of stuff that you... Uh, are technically reprints in these, and we didn't count them in the in the new cards, so we didn't read them, but mm -hmm. you will have seen them if you're watching preview season. 56 reprints, which is a lower amount of reprints than we see in a lot of Commander decks these mm -hmm. days because there are so many new cards. And then 19 basic lands. So there are uh, 38 lands, but only 19 of them are basics. Which Pretty is, good. Yeah, that's very nice. Um, that They don't usually do that, actually. Yeah. There's usually a lot higher basic land count, so that's nice. Especially in a three-color deck, I love to see a slightly lower basic land count. It means that you're going to be able to cast your spells. Yeah, and I think uh, criticism fairly that we've had in the past of some of the decks is like, that's a high basic land count. There is no yeah. reason we can't take out three or four of those and put in good lands. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I get it. You don't have to put in the $50 lands, but like, give us some $5-ish lands, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, this is interesting, so I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be curious to see what the reprint value looks like, mm -hmm. because there's Less reprints overall, 56, yes. but we do have those extra lands in there. How does that even out? How do we do? It is worth noting that 56, uh, 56 reprints is significantly more reprints than the Warhammer cards. Oh, yeah. So they I all think, had about 40 new cards. Yes. Each. So I think a lot of people are going to compare these directly to the Warhammer cards, and that's fair, but... Warhammer had a lot more mechanically unique cards than this deck does. This has more reprints than Warhammer yes. by yeah. a decent amount. So, like, comparing the reprint values directly to, to the Warhammer decks isn't quite fair. But um, also, it's more... It's fewer reprints than is usual from mm -hmm. a Commander product, so there's not a great... Um, what are we, comp comparable for yes. this? Yes. It also has a higher, like, MSRP, a higher average right. shelf price. So it is very difficult to compare the overall reprint value in the box to other boxes we've looked at before. Yeah, because I think they're about $10 more yes. than uh, the Commander precons have been in the past. Yeah, I've been seeing them going for anywhere between, like, 50 and 55 which is about 10 to $15 more than a typical precon. Okay, so we're going to tell you the reprint value that we found, but you just have to keep those things in mind when comparing them to uh, products of the past, which we will help you do. But again, keep keep that in mind. Yeah. Oh, oh, and remember that this is a reprint value taken at the time of recording, which means it will change once the reprints are revealed, which is how reprints work. But we're going to be comparing this precon reprint value to reprint values at similar times. So it's roughly comparable, but not necessarily a literal dollar amount. Right. Okay. So with all of the caveats out of the way, Ugh. the reprint value for this deck is... $128.75. Wow. Yeah. Very high. It's a great number, especially wow. for only 54 reprints. What? I can't remember off the top of my head any deck being that high. It's quite One, high. 120s is very rarely seen. When, when it's in the 110s, we're very happy. Yeah. Again, this is a little more expensive, but still, geez. Still, this is significantly more bang for your buck than we've seen in the past. And you have to remember that these reprints are 
like have new art, have a new frame. They are reprints, but they're new cards. So you're getting this value, but there's also added value because they're, you know, going to be artistically unique. Uh, just for some comparison, average reprint value from past sets, Commander 2020 Ikoria was about $96 per deck. And had about ru- like about 60 reprints in it. So it was closest, w- closest yes. comparable we can find. Or, yeah. Yeah. Commander 2021, which was Strixhaven, average reprint value was only $88. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Commander 2021 Forgotten Realms, average reprint value was 115 Pretty That's good. That's closer. Kamigawa Neon Dynasty average reprint value was $72.89. 73 bucks. That's bad. The reason I bring up Kamigawa is because it had a similar number of reprints. But yes, that is an extremely low reprint value, which is was sort of specific to Kamigawa. So this is interesting because I would expect with less reprints total in the deck than usual, but such a high reprint value number, mm-hmm. that hopefully we're going to get more high value reprints than we have in the past. Is, that, is this going to be true? I haven't looked at the next page yet. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. We got some good ones, everybody. <laughs> wow, how did I do that? We're g- I threw it over this shoulder, and it hit you on that other shoulder. Papers, Wiley. Yeah, trick shot. Uh, okay. Let's get into it. Oh, there man. are Holy some crap. notable reprints in this deck. Uh, it is worth saying that there are total, there are 16 total reprints above $2, and there are seven that are $5 or more. And there are two that are twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen that either. It's yeah, it's really really exciting numbers in this deck. All right, well, let's talk about the first. The big, the bad. It's Combat Celebrant in brand new art. Uh, Combat Celebrant is currently twenty dollars. So a huge reprint. Very excited to see it, and it's great in this deck. Yeah, extra combat steps, and it's a human, right? Mm-hmm. So that seems good. Uh, the, uh, the next card, it's not quite $20. It's $19.50. Still I think good. we can still round up and count it. It's Door of Destinies, uh, a card that is good in most tribal decks. And this is what this is. Uh, wow. Yeah. Huge anthem effect, as is this next card. It's Shared Animosity, it's, uh, an enchantment for two and a red. It's $9.50 and a very powerful overrun. Oh, I love that card in my Urtet deck. Mm-hmm. Especially with all those trample tokens. Oh, my so God. So good. Oh, yeah, with the, with the knights, it's going to yeah, be brutal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, the next card was nine dollars at the, or is nine dollars at the time we're recording this. Mm-hmm. It's was for you, is for us. Uh, Vanquisher's Banner, another yeah. very good uh, any kind of travel deck. You know, what I like about Shared Animosity, Door of Destinies, Vanquisher's Banner mm-hmm. as reprints for tribal strategies is that it's not human specific. So these are good reprints for a lot of decks and not very narrow decks. This is, they just reprinted Vanquisher's Banner into the Knight's Precon. So it's nice to see them hitting it again because this is the kind of card that I feel like should be accessible. Yeah, It's not a broken card. It's a tribal card and them reprinting it means that they intend to bring that price down, which means a lot. Uh, And this next card is similar. It's been reprinted a lot and is still sitting at $7. It's Herald's horn that's pretty good yep this next card <laughs> I, have, I have a story about this card um <laughs> i can't believe it's 550 actually yep. so i was on um a brainstorm brewery podcast years ago six years ago maybe seven years ago before game nights even existed and they're a f- sort of mtg finance show yeah. and i'm on the show and we're talking about stuff and i got real excited like yeah i'm smart i got a a good pick for like a 
to speculate on. And so, yeah. like, after I got off recording with them, I went on and I ordered, like, 50 of this card. Yeah. I was like, this card can go nothing but up. And yeah. I'm definitely going to make a lot of money selling this later. Yeah. And I'll just tell you right now that I have 50 of these sitting in a box somewhere. And I'm not even sure where that box is. <laughs> it's Supreme Verdict. Yeah. One white, white, one white, white, blue for a sorcery. This spell can't be counter- countered. Destroy all creatures. It's a good board wipe. I was like, this is the best board wipe of the format. This is going to be worth $20. What was I thinking? It's two. First of all, it's very specific to two colors only. Yep. Uh-huh. And then, you know. And it's, you know, Wrath of God, but a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we don't have a finance podcast. You can still heroic intervention as a Supreme Verdict. Yeah. But anyway, it was still five fifty. I should have sold mine, I guess, because it's going to be less now. But yep. I don't even know where that box is. And it was is. just reprinted, I think, in Double Masters. And it's still holding some value. So you're not all wrong. I just want to let you know that that was literally the last time I ever did anything like that. Because I was like, you're an idiot, Josh. You should never do that. You don't know enough about You don't know stuff. anything. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to the stocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To the magic Leave that stocks. to people who like own LGSs and yeah. like, you know, yeah. I've definitely done that where I, I think I overbought Ondo Inversions. <laughs> I was like, why would you not run a board wipe that's a land? And it's like, it's a bad board wipe and a bad land. <laughs> that's why. I bought like eight of them. That's I was funny. like, I'm going to need it for every white deck. <laughs> Doofus. Uh, <laughs> next card over $5. And the last one is Talisman of Progress. It's the white blue talisman. It's been reprinted the least. Glad to see it reprinted here. I'd like to see more of it. Yeah, we've been saying for years, actually, that if they would just reprint the talismans, like, every time they have a mm-hmm. chance to just bring those down, because they feel like they should be, like, signets. Yeah. There's no reason they need to be higher. They should be, that. yeah, a dollar, two dollars. And they're they're doing better about it. Yeah. They have been reprinting the talismans plenty. All right, so those were all the cards that were five dollars or more. Mm-hmm. And now there are nine cards between two and five dollars. We're not going to read what these do, but just go down the list here. Mm-hmm. Thought Vessel, four dollars. Glacial Glac- Fortress is four dollars. Throne of the High City, three fifty. Secluded Courtyard is three dollars. Path to Exile, still three dollars. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I know. Uh, Sulphur Falls uh, at three dollars. Weathered Wayfarer, three dollars. Mm-hmm. Palace Jailer is two twenty-five, which kind of surprised me, but it is a great card. And then Soul Ring. I feel like this one will be worth a little bit more than a normal Soul Ring because the art is so dang cool on I it. I agree, yeah. Yeah, but it's two twenty five. How is Soul Ring art back up to two twenty five? It cannot be brought before below two dollars. It's insane, it's outrageous. <laughs> but the, yeah, we're gonna bring it up on screen right now. If you're watching on YouTube, I just love the art of this. It's it's also like how all of us feel about Soul Ring. You yeah. know, you just feel my precious. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got this far without doing a Smeagol impression. That's I know, insane. Yeah. I know. Uh, that is obviously not all of the cards in this box, uh, but you can find the rest in the link in the show notes. Uh, you'll have the full list revealed to you. It's awesome. This deck is super synergistic and feels very powerful and scary. Yeah, it it feels like it's going to punch really hard, but it's actually going to have not run out of gas, which a lot of aggro right. strategies do. So yeah, I really like the deck. Again, we can't go through every reprint here mm-hmm. because that'll take a long, long time, but all of the rest of them will be listed in the link in the show notes, so just mm-hmm. make sure you go down and click on that. All right, well, if yeah. you can't tell, we're very excited about Lord of the Rings. God. <laughs> I also think a lot of people will be surprised by the blue in this. I think mm. when we think of riders like the, of Rohan, we think red-white, yeah. and I kind of love the blue splash. I think it adds like a little bit of pomp, and it makes the deck sort of more interesting and and more exciting i think yeah for sure i like that it's three color yeah. um and that's not only because i think boros usually isn't very good so yeah. <laughs> it allowed them to do some things that i i think that's the thing it's like yeah. an aggro deck but you want 
to be able to refill your hand because aggro decks often run out of gas. So that blue kind of solves that last problem. Yeah, it's wet boros. Wet boros. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. To the listeners, what do you think about this deck? Are you excited about it? Uh, what new cards slot perfectly into your existing commander decks? How excited are you for this Lord of the Rings set? Please say very excited. <laughs> Because this is how I'm going to be covering all of it. This it's is just, Rachel for ah! the next like six weeks. You guys, it's here on a magic card. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're, a horse. I know I got okay, it. Okay. I, like, <laughs> so, like, I was actually pretty horse. impressed with my Winnie right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys are as excited about Lord of the Rings as we are, please go to cardkingdom.com slash command to pick up these precons, to pick up the singles that you're excited about, get sealed product, gamble on the uh, You got to take at least one shot at the you one gotta, ring, right? Like, I, we're going to open one pack for sure. Oh, you have to, yeah. Like, just I'll buy what, one lottery ticket when it gets high enough, uh, and that's what this is. There, yeah. I, don't quote me on this, but I believe I heard that there's a standing offer right now to mm. buy it for 450k. Wow, that's the highest I've heard. I haven't I haven't been doing my research though. I again, I didn't research that yeah. specifically, but I I believe I heard that in chatter from people who were talking about it who would know. Crazy. Um, so anyway, whatever it is, it's obviously like it's fun to just give it a shot, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and Take that shot on cardkingdom.com slash command because you can open some cool cards and also support your favorite show while you're doing it. Yeah, that's this show. That's us. If there's any question, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, yes. Of course, if you open the one ring, yeah. then the first thing you better do is put it into an Eclipse sleeve. Put it into oh an God. Ultra Pro sleeve. Put that sleeve into a... Uh, a safe. A, yeah. Well, into a really good deck box like oh, a Satin yeah. Tower. Then put that Satin Tower into a safe. Then put that safe into a bigger safe. And then put go. that into some kind of bank vault or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then call somebody you know who knows somebody... Who knows Post Malone, probably, because <laughs> I can't think of anybody else who's probably going to want to buy it more. Yeah. Anyway, Ultra Pro products are the ones I would trust mm -hmm. the one one ring to. Honestly, it would be the first thing I would do with it because this is the game accessories brand that we trust our own collections to here at the Command Zone. If you go to ultrapro.com slash command, you could buy from them, from them directly. You can pick up all the awesome play mats for Lord of the Rings, the sleeves, the deck boxes. There's going to be all kinds of other products. You know, they do wall scrolls and they do, mm -hmm. you know, of course, there's Eclipse Dice and there's all kinds of other things, but I think right now I need a bunch of these playmats because mm -hmm. I need my... Uh, I'm not sure which one I'm going to choose, but I like to use a playmat as my mouse pad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and definitely a Lord of the Rings playmat of some kind is becoming my mouse pad for the next like year or so. I So what I'm doing is I'm buying all of the precons and putting them in sleeves in boxes and they're all going to be themed and I'm putting them in a little box and I'm going to bring like a big playmat or whatever the coolest Lord of the Ring playmat I can find and I'm putting them in a box and it's going to be my like Lord of the Rings game box. And that's a good way to get like get yeah. new players in or yeah, right? you should definitely get the cuz they're going to have yeah, the it. One they've for got each one, right? so yeah, you can get the playmat, the sleeves and the deck boxes for each. For each one? That would be so dope. I mean, come on. Very very cool. Let me ask you, if you open the one one ring, yeah. what are you going to do with it? Oh, get rid of it. <laughs> I don't trust me with that. I don't know what to do with that. Jimmy wants to go find an actual volcano and throw it into. I mean, a lot of people do, but I I'm going to sell it to one of those people if I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't know how badly I want to be on top of a volcano, just sort of generally, but... Would you like, throw you a have more house into a volcano? Yeah, no! No! Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm trying to get a home in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, well, then you need two of the one-one rings. <laughs> Maybe three. <laughs> 
it wouldn't be called the one one ring anymore unfortunately all right uh thanks everybody for listening hope you're excited i I hope you can tell we are yeah yeah and uh we'll see you very very soon because this is just the beginning of our coverage of the lord of the rings set there's gonna be all, all the Precon upgrade guides, uh, the set reviews. We're going to be having a lot of fun with it. There's a ton of legendary creatures coming out in this set, which means we are going to be talking about the coolest new Lord of the Rings commander decks that you can build. Uh, I can't wait to get started. So, All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.